You're listening to She Well Read. Get ready to be part of a community that is dedicated to helping you become the most well-read version of yourself through reading. On this show, we hope to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of self-care while increasing your knowledge on various topics. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Welcome back, well-read baddies, to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. And this week, we're only episode two into the season. And, you know, shit happens. Life happens. Uh, everything's trash. I think it's very oh on brand. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, we picked the perfect book. <laughs> Because the way it's so accurate to what's happening, it's been happening in the past like week. Um, oh I had COVID last week. COVID finally Ew. got me. My basic ass immune system couldn't keep up. <laughs> uh, so we're not recording in person this week, which is really sad and sucky. So no YouTube, but we'll be back on and popping next week. Hey, with. Hopefully more of our lives together. It's just, y'all, it's been fucking wild. Like, even, like, there's no words. <laughs> there's no words, guys. I hope y'all are having a better past couple weeks than us, because it's been crazy. I really, we really didn't know if we were going to be able to do the show at all, because my life has been crazy, too. I didn't even have COVID, but shit's been trash. <laughs> like <laughs> straight garbage dumpster fire trash bruh yeah um, but you know what they say what do they say one step forward two steps back okay or olivia rodrigo one step back <laughs> two steps forward i was about to say that's not very positive <laughs> that's the one okay yeah that one's more positive so sometimes you just gotta take a step back and I feel like that's exactly what this chapter is about. No, it is. That's exactly what this chapter is about. Uh, but before we dive into that, uh, shout out Corner, my usual things. Mm -hmm. uh, follow us everywhere at She Well Read. Um, order our books from Bookshop, t-shirts. Um, if you want to partner with us, email us at shewellread at gmail.com. Also, because y'all know I love to get a head start on things, October is next month, and yes, we are doing another Scary Stories special edition episodes for y'all. I really liked doing them last year. They were really fun, like looking up the stories, but it would be nice if y'all sent us the stories that y'all want to listen to. Um, it could be like, if, like literally anything, like it doesn't have to be horror. It could be... Something from your personal life, and you can say anonymous and be like, this is some scary shit that happened to me. Um, or just a really scary story that like, you like to tell at parties. Really anything. Uh, send it to sheilorett at gmail.com. Okay. Okay, that's all I got for Shout Out Corner. Hmm. What else is going on? Um, besides me having fucking COVID. <laughs> yeah, you caught, you like... I didn't think you were going to get it, to be I... honest with you. At this point, it's been two years. Hasn't it been like two years? Almost three. Almost three years, and you managed to avoid it. 
We've been through yeah. so many strains. I know. So it's many just, new. And I don't know. I just, I figured eventually it might happen. Like there was that glimmer of hope that maybe I would never get COVID and just like luck out. Mm. But honestly, after having it now, I feel like I had it in December of 2019. You have been saying that for like, I, I, right. the beginning. Right. Like I've unofficially, I think I've had it twice. And officially, I think I've had it the one time now. But okay. because when I was sick, December 2019, I felt the exact same way. Like it felt like a sinus infection at first, but mm-hmm. just turned completely left very fast uh so but yeah COVID is is no joke like I'm glad I'm vaccinated and boosted and all the things because I feel like if I wasn't like if that was with being medicated Mm -hmm. I can't imagine the alternative jeez so this is also PSA to go get your flu shots because it is flu season also and to get the next round of boosters that are coming out. Uh, I don't even know when I can get my next booster. I'm going to have to call the pharmacy and be like, uh, I had COVID a week ago. <laughs> when, can I get the, when can I even get my flu shot? Like, I really don't know. I need to call and ask. They don't make you wait a little bit, probably. No, they probably will. And as they should. Uh, but honestly, I'll, I'll probably, I have an immunity now. I think I really don't know how this fucking shit works. I'm just like glad to be done with it. We're just vibing out here. Hopefully we don't catch just vibing. My um, mom had it like a week ago too. I know. You had just told me your mom got it. As soon as y'all told me that, I started thinking, I was like, oh, I got the sniffles. I got a headache. Yeah. I was freaking out on the other side, like paranoid that I had it, but I was fine. My period <laughs> started a few days later. I was like, oh, yeah. The yeah. red wave, the red also, wave. Also, I've been trying to do this no tampon thing, and girl, it's not working. Like no tampon and pad only, or yeah, do you have yeah, just pad. Because apparently, no. tampons are bad for you. Did you know that? I mean, yeah, they, they've always been bad. I didn't like, know. I or thought like, they were fine this whole time. I mean, they're like they're fine, we're but. Fine. Like, the risk of wearing a tampon is higher than the risk of wearing a pad. Um, I guess I've just always been comfortable with the risk, but people are saying it, like, messes up. I don't know. It's just, like, you're. it's not natural to have that shit inside of you. Mm-hmm. I honestly haven't done the research. I just heard that, and I was like, okay, let me try not doing it, but it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I've never worn a tampon, actually. No, you haven't. Never. Oh my god, stop! I like, was like, <laughs> that was the first thing I did <laughs> as soon as it happened. I'm so weak. I've always been afraid to like stick it up there <gasps> and you like. Stop. Yeah, and so I was like, well, if I don't have to, and I'm comfortable with wearing a pad, like it's fine. Then I'm gonna do that because Ooh, when I first started my period, well, yes, it is, but. <laughs> Like, it's natural. It's natural. But now, like, I'm off birth control. Mm-hmm. And I thought Maybe I was going to have this big red wave. Because, <laughs> because that's how it used to be. And that's, that's a red whole, scare. Literally, that's one of the reasons why I got on birth control. Um, mm-hmm. But now that I'm off, um, 
I have it. Like, it's really not that bad. It's pretty light. Wow. And, Black yeah, phone. I know. Well, okay, like, the first couple of days, is like, all right. But it's not like, oh, my gosh, I need to, like, switch my pad every 10 minutes or something like that. Okay. Uh, it's, been, it's been very manageable, which I'm thankful for. I think another reason why my period has been so under control recently is because I exclusively wear the honeypot pads. And I know there's been a shit ton of controversy around the honeypot, but I stand by them. I still use the feminine wash, like even with the ingredient switch, mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't see a difference. Uh, and I use the pads religiously because they really do provide comfort and i really think that's yeah. why like even when i was on the pill and i would have cramps and they'd be bad i think it was because of me using generic pads like the honey pot the spicy pads it's a really big difference yeah you're selling me on honey pot i've always been an always girl I, I was an always girl and you know i coupon so like i could always coupon always pads or you buy kotex like those were the two brands i used the most mm-hmm. but once i started using the honey pot and really felt that relief i was like oh uh-huh. fuck that <laughs> i'm paying for i'm paying for this wow you so... better you better uh honey pot send me a pack i'll i'll talk good about it the way lana did Listen, if y'all trying to be a partner for this season, hit us up. At the Aren't they black-owned? Yeah, black-owned, woman-owned, all of the above. <gasps> wow. Because I'm pretty sure Always is owned by, like, P&G. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> so, yes, this is this is my... 10 out of 10 review of the Honey Pot. I... I've, never ha- I've never heard anyone give a positive review of really any feminine product no i live by the honey pot like i have all of the pad sizes like i've got a ball <laughs> <laughs> like i've got a variety i have the, this over- is the honey pot yeah i said i have the overnight flow pads the daytime flow pad like <laughs> all the all the they're all different colors i have every single color well y'all don't need to send her the promo pack but just <laughs> send it our way P.O. though i need a refill <laughs> Can I get a refill? <laughs> um, okay, I think we've talked enough about periods. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what else? Okay, can we talk about, and you know, I, oh love, my God. I guess I love to be controversial. There's a lot of uh, media. What is There's that? There's a lot of media drama going on right now. There is. Like, a, like so It's much. a good week for... Um, I don't even know. Messiness? For, What's in the air? For gossips? <laughs> Virgo season? Virgo season? I mean, I don't think they were messy, but... Something's happening. But Something's I wanna, going on. I wanted to address the rumor of that Leah Michelle can't read. Mm-hmm. Because it's been a rumor for, like, a long time. And... <laughs> I I honestly don't even know when it started. I think it was started when she was on Glee. And I know, Mm. and I'm not saying Leah Michelle is my favorite person or whatever. It's one of those things I do where separating the person and the art. Uh, I, 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 I agree. Like, I I can't deny. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know this woman. But what I've heard and the reviews are not good. But. No one can take away 
her talent. And that's just that on that. <clears throat> that's true. But I never thought this rumor was funny. I don't think it's funny either. Like, if it's... And the fact that she, it's been this thing where because she has not addressed it, it's just, like, gotten worse. Well, I kind of believed it for a second. I mean, there was a glimpse where I was like, well... But then I was like, but even if it is true, it's not funny and it's not something to joke about. We should shame her about. And I And I don't think it's one of those things of, like, oh, our generation is so sensitive. It's just a joke. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think this is that. Yeah, because it's, it's gotten to a point where it's like, it's bullying in a way. It is bullying. And I get like, she may not be the greatest person in the world, but that doesn't mean she deserves to be bullied. Like she's been being bullied. And I don't think it sends a good message for those who literally can't read hmm to I be like thinking about that today you know what i mean much, there's a lot like in our country there's a lot of illiterate people and like, it's not of their own doing high percentage yeah and it's not anyone's fault except like our school systems and you know probably some racism yeah probably some rooted racism in there like all kinds of things in the works yeah and just yeah. oppression in general because i'm pretty sure like you know, some areas where even in Alabama, like where it's not really like it's just like country and there's just not a lot of like emphasis on school, maybe in a household mm-hmm. at the, in that area, like whatever. Pop- and like in poverty, I feel like there's more important things sometimes than reading and writing that just mm-hmm. maybe isn't the first thing that people are concerned about and that makes sense because if we don't have systems in place that can support everyone like just to like live right i mean it's crazy like child labor is a thing right which i mean if i was her pr team this would be the perfect opportunity to highlight that and to like start some type of movement that's Uh, honestly a good point not a thing in pr i know i was like literally in public relations uh but yeah i just my whole thing of bringing it up is i never thought it was funny still don't think it's funny and i know one of the big reasons why it's kind of like in the rumor back in the rumor mill again is because she's going to be uh, mm. the lead and funny girl the musical that's on broadway right now um, yeah i've never seen the original um is it movie well, okay, remember, literally, the girls I'd sleep over that started this podcast, that's the movie we were watching, but you fell asleep, like, halfway through. Stop! <laughs> Not full circle! Literally full circle. And she can't read, and we're called She Will Red. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Which, that's wild. Which I lied, because I said I didn't think it was funny. I don't think it's funny now, but I can't lie, I did think it was funny in the past. And I did make jokes and stuff. So I no, just wanna... I remember. I wasn't going to say anything, but I remember you, vividly you being like, well, she's like rich and an actress. So like, even if she can't read, like boohoo to you, you have people who can like, like you can pay to learn now. And I was like, but, Ooh. but, but that's not the point. <laughs> it's like, it's just not funny to joke about. <laughs> yeah, hello. That's, a, that's not accountability. And. <laughs> 
I was just, I was gonna let it slide, but since you brought it up, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm the first to call myself out. <laughs> I do that period. all the time because I do be wrong, and that's is an instant. This that is an instant where I was wrong. Apologies to Leah Michelle. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. I'm so weak. But yeah, anywho, don't think it's funny. You shouldn't joke about something like that. It sends the wrong message. Like, like it just sends the wrong message. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, you shouldn't be embarrassed to not be able to read. Yeah, like it. You shouldn't be embarrassed, period. And like, I don't know. I feel like it's all in good fun. But you're right. It's to a point where it's like. I mean, it's she's having funny. to address it with like PR. Like they were talking about that in an interview, like on, like it's taking up space in her career. And I think she actually said like this is misogynistic to think this. And I was like, oh, oh. yeah, she was. It's she was trying to do the misogyny train of like, if I was, was a man, <laughs> if I was a man, no one would say that. <laughs> we were like, but can you read yeah. that? <laughs> dance around the topic yeah again like all in good fun but it's not funny like the the foundation of it it's not funny it's not yeah like people take you too far um so that's that on that and there's all too far yeah and then there's just a fucking lot going on in pop culture drama Are you, right are you about to say, don't worry, darling, because yes! I feel like that's all that's on my TikTok and my Twitter, and I'm here Everywhere. for it. Because you know I'm a Harry Styles fan. And I know. Messy. <laughs> well, I'm a Florence Pugh so fan. I love her. I don't know much about her, but after everything that's went down, I don't know if people are pitting Olivia and her against each other. And people are mad at Olivia, and everybody's celebrating Florence, but I don't know anything about Florence, and I don't know, like, Olivia said she's one of the greatest actors of our generation. I don't, I watched her in Midsummer, and that was a good movie and everything, but, like, I don't particularly remember, like, oh, like, yeah, not so, like, I don't know. She's I think it's fake, though. Out to me. I think what it's Olivia's funny. saying, I think Olivia's, uh, like, being, like, say, like, hyping her up like that because she knows she doesn't like her. I think you're right. And I don't know. And it's not to take some... away from her, like, a, her act. Like, Florence Pugh is a really uh, good actress. You know what I mean? It's not to take away from that. You're but right, I think the reason right. Olivia's, like, being so extra about it is because of that. I just hate that she's giving all the drama. It's like, we want more female directors, but like, if this is like, I don't know. I just feel like it gives a bit bad rep to female directors and like, it's going to be all drama. And I don't know. It just seems like at every turn of the entire film festival in Venice, I guess that's where they are. Mm -hmm. There's been some like, It's just like these are grown adults with like this is like they're making millions of dollars and things millions. like that, and they're acting like children. But that's the other thing of like they're still people at the end of the day, no matter how much no, money yeah. is in their bank account. And that's why it's so interesting to me as someone who like finds people interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the fact that Harry's behaving in this way and they're dating, he's 
dating the director. Are they? Yeah. There's like, but there's rumors oh, that like now they're, they're not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, right. I I too like my it time. Could been it could all be PR. It could be. It could all be. No, that's what I was saying. Like the the um the critic tomato Rotten Tomato score like came out yesterday too. I guess. Oh. Uh, and it was really bad. It was low. Oh. I think it was like thirty three percent. Which I can never like pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes ratings because it's really a preference thing mm-hmm. to me. I agree. I agree. Um, but like you said, this is all. It's it's such. Even if it's not on purpose, it's all PR because now, like, because of this, so many more people are gonna go want to watch the movie to yeah. see what 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 all the hype is about. Which I, I already mean. wanted to watch the movie because, again, like I said, I'm a Florence Puff fan. Mm-hmm. Florence Pugh. I think I said her last name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but because I saw her in Little Women and I loved her performance okay. in Little Women. Okay. And she's really good. She's in Marvel. Like she's Yelena. She's Black Widow's sister. Oh, ah, she's familiar. I just didn't know what she was in. Mm-hmm. So like I've seen a lot of her and a lot of her acting and I really like her as an actress. Uh, mm-hmm. I really love her style. So, I, w- I mean, I was going to watch the movie regardless just because it looked interesting. Uh, and now there's just, like, all this other drama attached to it, too. So, anyway. Yeah, I want to know what the beat is between Harry and Chris Evans. Chris Pine, Chris- I mean. I was supposed to say Chris Evans. How did he get in it? Okay, Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know. Everybody's involved, like Shia LaBeouf and SK. Because he was Where supposed they... to be in it originally. Right, and then Olivia wasn't supposed to be in it originally. And, like, mm-hmm. it seems like they just don't have that. She's, like, re- it seems like kind of an indie movie type of vibe of, like, well, I guess I'm going to fill in because we ran out of money and we need someone that understands the character and... I'm already here and I under, you know what I mean? Like it seems, yeah. I feel like sometimes those types of movies end up being magic, but mm-hmm. the drama and controversy surrounding it has kind of like turned me off in a way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that feeling too. I'm going to still watch it though, but I, I get what it. you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I may not watch it in theaters though. No, I feel like if I don't watch it in theaters, I probably won't watch it. But it's it's giving like five dollar Tuesday. Yeah, there there's this clip of Harry talking about the movie, mm-hmm. and he just keeps talking about how it's a great movie, and it's like really a movie and like a film, and he just keeps saying like <laughs> the most basic thing. Uh huh. And you just see Chris Pine next to him, who you know is like an actor, actor, right? An actual and you can see actor. His neck tightening <laughs> so, like uh, like oh i'm my so annoyed right now like that's so funny it's like how did you even get here dude type of thing um so weak that's hilarious but yeah, yeah. It's really a lot going on in pop culture this week like we said uh but we're gonna cut it because let's get into the chapter yes so well, I mean, I guess it, it's not really a chapter. So, like, this book is broken down into essays. So, right. I guess we'll call this the essay. essay. The first essay. The yes, intro essay. All right. And it's called Introduction. Well, it's the introduction. 
It's called 2020 was going to be my year. LOL in parentheses. And with facts. Yeah, I think we can all relate to this. Yeah, and even down to like the, I told y'all last time I started reading like the very first page or whatever. And mm-hmm. when she's talking about, she watched Mad Men, which I've never watched Mad Men actually. Uh, but she watched it after the hype. That's literally me right now watching Grey's Anatomy after the hype. That is you right now. Yeah. I told Nav you were doing that. He was like, what? <laughs> like, why? Yeah, I, it's just, I'm here for the stories. That's it. Like, I know what's going to happen for the most part. Like, some stuff I don't know. But I'm here for the stories, the medical drama. I love a medical drama. I, this is, like, the only medical drama I've, like, fully watched, been invested in. Yeah, I don't even know why I said that, because I don't <laughs> I don't say really what medical know. dramas do you watch? Girl, nothing. I, but I mean, it sounds fun. <laughs> like, I would be down to watch it if it wasn't, like, so many seasons. So many. I feel like at some point, I'm like, when it starts getting ridiculous, I'm going to stop watching it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Anywho, so. Mad Men uh, is really good, though. You should watch what it. What is Mad Men even about? It's about advertising, actually, but in the 60s and 70s, and I want to say the 80s, but maybe just 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. It's it's like a really good TV show from start to finish. It's good. The character development's great. It makes advertising, I guess back in the day it was, but like they make it seem really like, it was just like the height of, I guess, advertising at that time. And mm-hmm. they managed to, like, throw in historical landmarks throughout the show. So mm-hmm. it's like the characters are responding to the things that happen in real life oh, in the show, like, fictionally. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting watching them all progress through the decades and stuff. Mm-hmm. The fashion is I was there for the fashion. I mean, I was there for everything, but the fashion was great. And mm-hmm. this part about Betty Draper jacking off. Um, Bro, I was a washing machine. Yeah, I was like 1960s masturbation. What? It was different. <laughs> Listen, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> no, yeah. Literally. And that's literally um, what Phoebe was talking about. She was like, listen, my sis, all she had was the damn washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. back then. That's so funny. Yeah, she was just sitting there, literally <laughs> reaching her, her climax. Her climax. On top of the washing machine. Which is so hilarious. Love it. Um, okay, so... Yeah, she's basically saying, like, the 1960s are so rough. Yeah, I mean, she, valid. Uh, and but for other the, reasons, too. Right, because she was saying just, like, the state of women and just, like, the, the so reason right, that... too. Right, like, the reason why this woman had to basically get off on her washing machine mm. is because her husband wasn't doing what he needed to do and this other man like shows up but she doesn't want to cheat so like this is her way of not cheating and Phoebe's like is this what I have to look forward to if I'm ever in a long-term relationship again like could I feel that lonely and unsatisfied even if my partner is there that I wake up in the morning and go to sleep at night like 
but so Phoebe was very determined to be single until she met British Bake Off, which is her boyfriend. Uh, he's actually the opposite of everything that she said that she was going to go for. Like, he's younger than her. He's in the creative field. It's long dish, long distance relationship. Like, everything she said she wouldn't do, mm. she's doing. Of course. Uh, Gotta she, love love. Yeah. And she talks about, you know, the trash dating pool which you know i know all too well we do know we we know it's trash i mean we've all been there honestly mm-hmm. and just like she talked about long distance relationships and i've always said that i don't think i could be well i mean i think i could do it but it wouldn't be a preference i agree i i don't know i feel like in a past life i would have said yeah but knowing what I know now and how much I feel like touching someone is like, I feel like it makes it real to me. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm like, I don't know if I could do it. But if I was forced into it, like she was in this scenario, because they were both kind of like her and British bake, bake off because he's British and he likes to bake. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both like in their careers, like going hard. So mm-hmm. I think it's good, you know, to have, like, separate lives that's healthy. Yeah. But I can't imagine scheduling. She says it was a lot of scheduling. Yeah, because they're in different time zones. And, like, they both travel for work. So that time zone varies based on where they are for work. And I don't know. I feel like I could do a long-distance relationship purely on the fact that I am such a busy person. Like, I have so much going on. You do. That it would kind of work to my benefit. Yeah. I feel like you can just hustle and like call each other and motivate each other from afar. But you don't have like that urge of like, oh, I just want to lay in bed with them all day long. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It would be kind of nice. But anywho, dating's trash. So whatever. Um, I'm still doing it though, y'all. That's that's the update on that. There's there's nothing else to say. I'm I'm still out here dating. Yeah, yeah, yada yada. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, the yeah. Uh, so anywho, so we meet British Bake Off. She talks about their relationship, and then she talks about you know going into 2020, being like, oh my gosh, like I have all these expectations. Like the astrologists and the numerologists are saying all of these things about 2020. This is our year. And then obviously 2020 happened. (laughs) And I just remember like looking back on 2020, I think we've talked about it on the show before, but that's when like I started my big girl job. Like I was at work for a month before we had to go home and I've never, I mean, I've been back, but I've never been back full time. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember the expectations that I had for 2020. I think the only things I can remember is that I wanted to, like, I wanted to start my job and save money so that I could move out of my parents' house. Oh, wow. And move into an apartment. I was going to move into an apartment with my cousin at the time. And just, like, all these things that did not happen. Did not pan out. <laughs> did not pan out at all. What did you think 2020 was going to look like? 2020, to me, I was in the same boat of Phoebe and just, it was going to be my year. I feel like I had really gotten into a good routine at the end of 2019 with working out and just staying on top of like 
cross-dressing and she will read at the time. Like, I feel like I had just gotten my groove. Um, it was, it was like right after I moved into Townview. So that next year, that year coming in, I had mm -hmm. just moved in. So I was just like really starting to get my footing post breakup and like, oh, kind wow, of that was post breakup. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. I was like ready to just like live my best single life and mm -hmm. I don't know, try to flourish or something. <laughs> like, yeah. girl, that got snatched. As soon as I, I really was on top of the world because I had just gotten my offer letter from Martin, which is where I work now, but they snatched that shit up so fast. <laughs> Like because a of pandemic. few days, not even a few days later, like the next day is when the CDC announced all that. And I haven't been in the office since. I mean, I, I, I came in for like training days. Tell me why I drove by and that office was, it says for sale. Like, so they're selling that office. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, so we're just never coming back. They yeah. said. No. No one told that. I just happened to drive by university and I was like, hello? That was my place of employment. Is this a sign? Hello? What do you mean? That's wild, bro. I don't know what's going on. And you heard on. nothing? No. <laughs> Usually they send out like company wide emails and things for like saying saying things, but. Yeah. I don't know who was going to drop that bomb on us, but they That's did not send the email. Wild. Yeah, I don't know if I just happened to see it on like the first day on the market. Maybe they're going <laughs> to tell me tomorrow at work, but. <laughs> I was about to say, are you sure that when you're off this building, like you're 1000% sure like that's where you went to work? It was in the front yard of the <laughs> office. <laughs> Maybe it was like next door though, and they just put it in the wrong spot. Ooh, I don't Ooh. know. Ooh. Keep us posted. Lots of the needed answers. Stay tuned. Uh, but something else could because you know she she talks about everything that happened in twenty twenty, like pandemic and you know Black Lives Matters and salute to. Wow, that was um, a time. It was a time. The salute to. Um, essential workers and mm -hmm. the rise of the Karens and do you remember when the Kardashians took that trip and apologized for taking it it was like a no. birthday trip or something I yeah don't. oh my gosh there That's was how... so much random shit that happened and like those TikTok houses that were getting shut down no, I didn't even know no, about that. No, that was back in the pandemic. But like people were risking their lives to go party and everyone was shaming them on TikTok. Do y'all remember that? Holy oh, crap. Not me. Like, I feel like I wasn't really in TikTok back then. Like, it's really only been like the past maybe year and a half that I've been on TikTok. So I wasn't in all of that drama. Like, I don't, I don't know about any of it, but that's wild. But something that I didn't realize was happening, like, clearly right in front of our faces, was she talked about uh, protective face coverings. And, you know, early pandemic, we didn't have, like, accessible masks. Like, people were just making masks at home. Like, mm -hmm. we were doing what we could. But I didn't even realize that 
there were black people being racially pro like, like after reading it, it total sense. Yeah. She says some black and brown men in particular felt unsafe wearing a handkerchief or anything that didn't clearly and immediately read as a protective mask for fear of being thought of as a threat. And I said, holy shit, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was a real thing. I, I honestly forgot about it because it's been a while. No, I believe it, though. But no, yeah, it makes 100% sense. Like, I I mean, I, I was scared about, you know, my dad going places just being a black man in America in general. But I didn't even think about that aspect of it, like early pandemic yeah. uh, with the face mask situation. So just just a lot of shit going down, uh, like <laughs> to the point where she even had uh, her her access- acceptance speech of the year. Uh, oh, my God. Which right? I thought was so funny. Because she just knew, she just knew it was going to be like such a great year. And she had this whole speech planned of all of these things. And the speech is fucking hilarious. So if you have the book, please go read the speech because it's so funny. Um, Age 12, 2020 was my year. Yeah, it starts on 12 and ends on about 15. Uh, and just, it's just, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, she's she, very funny. She is, I... I love that I watched the show before I started reading the book because the way everything is just connecting, like reading this book is like watching the show. It's all in her language. It's all in her verbiage, like even down to like when she said Google Calendar, but on like in the book, it says GCal, which is very much her lingo. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. So I've really been enjoying that. Um, and so after that, she kind of talks about, you know, looking forward past 2020 and where we are now while she's writing this book and kind of telling us the premise of what this book means to her, which is basically just like an ode to that year and to like the happiness that she made despite the pandemic. Um, and so something that I wanted to read, it's on page 16. She said, beginning again can feel like yet another tiny death of who you are and what you do. And the older I get, it seems that adulthood is nothing but those tiny little deaths. Just reminders that all the things and people and even our self-identities that we hold dear are fragile. And perhaps by us spending so much time trying to forget that fragility, we're also forgetting that it's what makes Forgetting that it's what makes those very things, people in ourselves, special and worth living for. That's real. It, it's so real because, because as soon as I read it, I was like, wow, that really encompasses everything that I faced as a wannabe adult. No, 100%. I feel like you have to start over every time. But yeah, it's like just a little, it's like a shedding of your old self mm-hmm. in a way. No, it is. And so uh, then she goes into, you know, talking about, you know, just 2020, like I said, 2020 was supposed to be this, like, this whole thing. Like, this is going to be my year energy, as she puts it. And she says, the hell with the idea that some date on the calendar signifies when it's going to be our year. These are going to be our lives and we can show up and fight for them and for the right to be happy whenever we choose. And that kind of goes back. I've said it on the show before. I think in like it was during like a New Year's time period 
uh, but about how I don't really make New Year's resolutions yeah. because be- this very thing, because it, you hype it up so much that if you don't do these things that you said you wanted to do, it's like this big disappointment at the end of the year. And so I like that idea of just going into the year being like, you know, I'm going to do whatever I need to to make my life what I want it to be and just take it day by day, one step at a time. I love that. <coughs> Ooh, sorry. No, you're good. Um, Yeah, I really liked how she turned the chapter from kind of losing control of a situation mm-hmm. to taking control of it whenever you want, mm-hmm. whenever you figure it out. And also sticking to your own truth because at the end she's like, She's still going to be 10 minutes late to all the meetings. That's <laughs> yeah. just me. New Year's saying trash, okay? And mm-hmm. you know what? I love it. I was about to say, not too much, though. Not too much. We literally, literally, when I was reading this, I was like, no, Samra. Don't get the wrong idea of what she's saying right here. 10 minutes is not one hour. Phoebe said... No! Phoebe didn't say! She did not! That is not what she said. Cool? That's what she says again. Cool? (laughs) Cool. But that wasn't the message. (laughs) Anywho. So, anyway, we're starting off this book really strong, I see y'all. It's giving... I wanted to keep reading, but I had to stop myself. Right. Uh, <laughs> because the next I, chapter sounds funny too it does uh you want to read the title yes the chat oh my god <laughs> it's, it's, it's 20 actually i haven't opened uh it's called yes i have free time because i don't have kids Me too, <laughs> but overall i really like her writing style like i was saying it sounds like i'm mm-hmm. reading her and i found like even when we were reading more than enough it felt like i was reading elaine like obviously wow. it is her but it like it really feels like it as i'm reading the chapters and i i really love this style of writing and i found it to be in a lot of black authors a lot of black books that i read this mm-hmm. very organic and natural writing style mm-hmm. that just differentiates per author based on the person um so anyways i'm i'm really excited i love that that sums it up perfectly i feel like it's super accessible mm-hmm. when you do it that way and really how you're gonna talk talk it out and yeah mm-hmm. it makes me feel like closer to them because mm-hmm. i do still feel like elaine's bestie you know i know bestie which they have been sharing and commenting on our stuff on our social media posts, both Phoebe and Elaine. Right. So, I mean, it's just only right that they come on the show. Like, it's, it's making us feel like seen or something. Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so what are your thoughts on this chapter? Send us what your expectations are, what you're looking forward to as we go through the book. Uh, send everything to sheilawred at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. 
uh, tag Phoebe and Elaine on our social media posts and get their attention so we really can get them on the freaking show. Um, and yeah, you, I did all of our housekeeping at the beginning of the episode. Next week, we already said we're talking uh, the next chapter. And yeah, this has been another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. Bye. Bye.